Ray Richardson. More news, opinions, and conversation when we come forward on KBLA Talk 1580. We begin top story with late breaking news. Is it going to succeed, yes or no? I think it's going to succeed. It's going to succeed. KBLA Talk 1580 is about to celebrate its second anniversary on Juneteenth and no terrible twos around here. We couldn't be more excited about all the good news we'll be announcing soon, including the launch of some new shows to keep giving you more of what you've been looking for. Come on! Smart Radio for Smart People. Hey, it's our celebration, but you get all the gifts. We'll be giving away fresh merch, swag bags, and a chance for you to join the private invitation-only star-studded music and dance till you drop food and drink galore second anniversary celebration. To stay in the know about the second anniversary details, download the KBLA Talk 1580 app right now. Don't miss out on your chance to be a winner. At KBLA Talk 1580, when we come forward, we're bringing everybody with us. Happy anniversary, KBLA! We're just trying to close up the wealth gap. Get to this generational wealth, bet that. We're going to lift off like a jetpack. Time to tune in, not just speaking real facts. Right here is everything you need. This ain't no get rich quick thing. Create your own economy. Because we're ahead of the crypto curve. Yeah. Your own economy. Let's get ahead of the crypto curve. Yeah. Learn from the queen of crypto, your host, Naja Roberts, leading people out of financial slavery through Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. Create your own economy. Let's get ahead of the crypto curve. Learn to get left behind. Good afternoon, good afternoon everyone and welcome to Ahead of the Crypto Curve where we are creating Satoshi Millionaires one family at a time, one day at a time, one Bitcoin at a time, one Satoshi at a time and ladies and gentlemen that means you. I am your host Naja Roberts and it is my mission in life to lead my people out of financial slavery. I don't just do this show to change the way you think about money, but to make you change the way you look at money and everything else around you, because it absolutely matters. Today is Friday, May 5th, 2023, and what a beautiful day it is. And we have some Cryptopians whose birthday is today. We have Jason Robinson, Derek Scott, Richa Hunter, Faith Dickens, Ross Banks, and Mary Sloan. And to each and every one of you, I want to say happy birthday. May this day be filled with all the love, joy, peace, and happiness you deserve on this day. Ladies and gentlemen, if you would like to have a shout out for your birthday, please feel free to send me a text message to 424-317-7373. Again, that number is 424-317-7373. I need all my cryptopians to know that they are just so so special and uh we want to give you a shout out for your birthday so ladies and gentlemen i want you to also use that phone number if you have questions for me you can also send me an email if you need to send a little bit 
Um, if you if if you just need to get more clarification on something that I've stated during the show, all you need to do is just send me an email at asknajaroberts at gmail.com. Again, asknajaroberts at gmail.com. And I will answer your question just like I'm going to do for one of the listeners today. Someone wanted to know if BRICS challenges Bitcoin as much as it challenges the U.S. dollar. And we're going to deal with that today because a lot of people don't even understand what BRICS is. And that's why we've started talking about it a little bit more. But does it actually challenge Bitcoin the way that it challenges the U.S. dollar? We're going to jump into that just a little bit later in the show. So, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to do our cryptocurrency quote for the day. And it says the relative success of Bitcoin proves that money first and foremost depends on trust. Neither gold nor bonds are needed to back up a currency. And surprisingly, everywhere we go and all the financial literacy conferences that we are doing, there are still people that are under the impression that our dollar is backed by gold. And the gold standard has been gone since 1971. And it is important that we really understand why the dollar is not backed by gold and as we look at some of the things that we were talking about yesterday as it relates to debt and really our government being able to do what they want to do that is why and how gold is no longer backing up our money and so they had printed way too many gold certificates and because they did that, they just seized all the gold back in 1971. They re-evaluated the gold and what the price was. And then they just made sure that they were okay and made sure that the devaluing of the gold at that time really would help catch them up to where they need to be. And that's kind of how that went down. And it's it's um, really important to understand that today they could call the dollar in and do the exact same thing if they're constantly printing money. And so that is one of the things that we're keeping our eyes and ears open to because an executive order by the president could actually come out at any time we don't know i don't think we're anywhere close to that but we just need to understand that it can be done when people say it can't it absolutely can and so when we come forward we are going to jump into first and foremost about uh just really sharing about this national debt because we're hearing it on the news and a lot of people really don't even understand what's going on what the fight is about and so i'm going to help you break that down but more than that i'm going to help you look at it research watch and just figure it out for yourself and then we'll consistently all be on the same page as we continue to educate ourselves about money how it works and how all these systems are so closely intertwined this is kbla talk 1580 in a moment, in a moment. more with naja roberts as we get ahead of the crypto curve on kbla talk 1580 Conditions apply. You're listening to Ahead of the Crypto Curve, crypto curve. 
with Naja Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580. All right. Welcome forward. Welcome forward. I want to first start this show today with asking you to do some research, asking each and every one of you to get in front of a computer and go to a website. And that website is usdebtclock.org. Again, usdebtclock.org. When I first got turned onto this website, I sat with my eyes glued to this website because I could not believe what I was watching and really what I was understanding. And so before we get into the cryptocurrency side today, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to do the macro. We are going to talk about the United States debt, how much money we're spending. So let me just say this before I get into getting you in front of this website. Some of you are going to open it up right now and you're going to be in awe. But what I learned was that uh, some of my friends that were in the military, special forces and things of that sort, they talked to me about the spending that happened during war and how much some of these items that they were buying actually cost. And so one of them in particular that I heard about, and I really trust this young person, I shouldn't say young person. It wasn't a young person. It was somebody who was a retired uh, veteran and they had been in the military almost 30 years. So they they're not young and they don't tell me stories. So that is what I do know. They told me that they bought a tent that was about 20 by 30 in size and that actual tent was $2.1 million at the present at that time. And so when they got the purchase order and this tent showed up on the scene wherever they were located in the world, I don't know whether it was Iraq or where he was, he was just saying when he got the invoice, he was asking himself, does this tent come with toilets? Does it come with capability to fly? Like what would make this tent over two million dollars and it was just the fact that the government is just frivolously spending a lot of money and it made sense to me when I found this website or when somebody told me have you taken a look at this actual U.S. debt clock so in your leisure if you're not looking at it right now some of you may be at work and you may be able to look at this I don't want you to get in trouble but make sure when you get home you are looking at usdebtclock.org and you are going to see something totally fascinating it shows you what is being spent so the very first line out of the block talks about debt per citizen. Now, this is something else that I learned. Our government is able to borrow money based on our social security numbers because we are, in essence, workers or worker bees or we're business owners. We're going to pay taxes. And so they're able to borrow money on our future earnings again based on our social 
So if you look at this debt clock, it is first and foremost just going out of control, just continuing to turn over and turn. I mean, within seconds, you will see this debt and then you'll understand why they're saying that we only have 30 days left uh, before we're in big trouble. And it's not that we haven't been in this situation before. I just really believe like this is a little bit different because we've got some other things on the table that weren't on the table during, you know, Obama administration and some of these other administrations, because this is really pretty serious. And so when you look at debt per taxpayer, each one of us, it is anticipated that the debt per taxpayer is at $247,000 right now. Now, I don't know about you, but if you're making $247,000 a year, you're in the type, you're in the top 5% of income earners. So for starters, if they've borrowed money based on people's ability to pay or be making $247,000 a year, they're in some trouble, right? And then you go down and you continue to look at all of the different categories that are on this debt calculator. And it just becomes apparent that we are spending way too much. Uh, they have Medicare on here, and this is every time a Medicare check is is actually printed. Social Security is on here. Defense and war is on here. And then the interest, ladies and gentlemen, that we are paying on this debt. You just look at this. And you are looking at, oh my goodness, the largest budget items are those things. Medicare, Social Security, Defense and War, interest on debt, that's the interest. And so we're not paying those things. And so when we go to unfunded debt and interest, and again, go take a look at it. You're going to see the United States total interest paid. And then you're going to see the interest per adult which is $14,000 a year but then you go over to U.S. total debt and this says savings per family $8,968 so what they are anticipating is that you have put in the savings account or checking account a savings of approximately $8,968 that they can use at their leisure until you come back to get it that, um, you know, they're able to pay off their debt with. Now, as I looked at this, ladies and gentlemen, if someone, anyone, any business owner was to take money that was deposited to them for the purpose of saving it and took it to pay their bills they will be going to jail. It will be illegal. And this is, in my opinion, not much different. But we saw what happened when Sam Bankman Freed just did it. But basically what he did was look at this calendar or this calculator and do the exact same thing. But you can look at how much debt they need us to be in. They need each and every person in this country to hold at least $73,000 worth of debt. Then it goes down to student loans and how many students um, have are, are making $40,000 right now to pay back the debt that they have 
uh, borrowed. But again, all of these things help play into their ability to be able to print money or to give themselves justification for doing that. And so I want you all to really pay attention to these calculators or as they're I don't even think they're calculators they're more like tickers and you can watch them just sit there and watch them they are literally going up in front of your eyes and we have less than 30 days to see what is going to happen and it's also stated that um, we will never go broke because we can always print the money but ladies and gentlemen Alan Greenspan said that but we really have to know that we're unfortunately broke right now, meaning the United States. And he's saying that why would any country that can just print money ever go broke? But if you continue to print money and there is nothing coming in and tax re tax season just ended and we see the the income taxes that have come in and those income taxes haven't been what they needed that uh, some income tax came in but not exactly what they needed because that would help get rid of some of this debt but remember jerome powell is raising interest trying to stop people from spending trying to make people broke and at the same time our government needs us to spend because they get taxes at the gas pump taxes at the grocery store taxes online taxes with the your property when you buy taxes i mean when you buy a house you get taxed all of those things are important and so when we understand that there's two sides of this coin that are both fighting against each other to try to get some things done it makes you start to understand that we're in some real trouble at this point as it relates to um, them really getting our economy under control because nobody is agreeing because everybody has their own agenda. And so then that brings us to the question I was asked, what is this fight actually about? I'm not trying to be nonpartisan, bipartisan, red, blue, purple, green, any of that right now, as I tell you that these are some of the things that they're fighting back and forth with in order to raise the debt ceiling. Of course, uh, President Biden wants to cut. Um, well, first of all, he doesn't want to cut. He wants to, he had given or ordained, I should say, $80 billion for the IRS. And that's monies that are going to be spent to come after people. Because if you think about what I just shared with you about this U.S. debt clock, it makes sense that they get people to enforce the IRS taxes so that they can have more money to get rid of and eliminate this debt. And on the other side, the Republicans are saying, no, we don't want you to do that because the top 5% are paying, I think, 60-something percent of the tax, um, the tax burden right now. And they want everybody to get out of their pockets. And so they're arguing about that. Biden wants unlimited spending. Well, the Republicans want a bunch of spending, too, but they want to be a little bit stricter as to where it, that money comes from. 
the Biden administration wants to continue with social programs the way they are. Of course, the Republicans are trying their very best to really cut some of the social programs that people enjoy and not just that they enjoy, that they actually need, saying that most of these individuals are on these programs based on fraud, which is not true. And so that's kind of what they've been going. They want to, um, Biden, as I stated, wants to raise that debt limit to $1.5 trillion. On the other hand, the Republicans want to cancel student loan programs. Why is that? Because, again, if the student loans are being paid back, then there's money coming in for them to do what they need to do to make things a little bit better for uh, I'll say for their pockets because we're talking about paying back loans that most of the time um, came through some sort of bank, etc. So they want to, on the Biden side, limit future budget increases. And then the Republicans want to repeal some of the IRA acts. And When we're talking about why they would want to repeal some of those things, I'm not going to get too deep into IRAs, but a lot of us don't have IRAs. And so some of the the different stipulations that are inside of that IRA um, plan that they're talking about repealing don't apply to us. And so we've just got to really, really, really understand how all of these things interwork for the macro yes but personal a lot of these things come down to just personal wealth and they've been able to keep and hold on to the wealth forever and they want to maintain that and I really feel like they're going to do that to a certain extent and so we say um, let me just get to the last one because I'm not going to say anything about you know about voting or anything like that because that's a whole nother situation but biden administration wants to cap uh the caps that they're asking for not to apply to social security and i know that there are a lot of people that need their money they need their social security you know they worked with the promise of being able to live on social security after they retired and our country should afford people that opportunity because they promised it and so i don't think that those things should be cut and then i sit back and think about all of the individuals that passed away during COVID that they no longer have to pay social security to that they no longer have to do a lot of the welfare programs or things of that sort anymore because those people are gone ladies and gentlemen could you imagine what our debt would be right now if those millions of people who just passed away were still here to collect or need some of the things that are going on financially and i said a long time ago during COVID that i really felt as if they were getting ready Uh, They were getting rid of individuals so that they didn't have to make good the promise they made on Social Security and things of that sort. And I want to say that it worked because we're collapsing right now, but we didn't collapse uh, a year or two earlier. But if all those people were still 
holding and waiting for the system, we would have had some problems way before now. And so, again, at your leisure, go to usdebtclock.org and just sit there and read every single section you may not understand it but read what they're actually gauging and if you have any questions you can send me a text message to 424-317-7373 again 424-317-7373 and i will do my very best to answer your question or you can send me a question to ask Roberts at gmail.com ask Roberts at gmail.com and I will get with you and make sure that you have the information you need on understanding this debt clock when we come forward after news sports and traffic we're going to jump into the cryptocurrency conversation this is KBLA talk 1580 KBLA Talk 1580 is an intervention. When we come forward, includes you. KBLA Talk 1580, turning pain into power. We're not for everybody, but we're for everybody. You're listening to KBLA Talk 1580. All right, all right. I am making sure that each and every one of you get this information because it is really important. We are in a time where people are in this for money grab. I'm talking about the cryptocurrency space. I've said over and over that all coins are not created equal. And so what you need to know is people sit down. And they get on their computer and they want to know how they can extract money from your bank account. And what I'm about to share with you today is exactly what these individuals have done. And I don't want our community to be duped at all. So let's jump into it. We've got a situation where... Cryptocurrency, a specific cryptocurrency or crypto in general, is a world of surprises where you can possess artificial intelligence tokens. You can get fitness coins. You can get ape collectibles, Dogecoin themed cryptocurrency, and now a new frog themed token, friend. I don't know. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm just going to say this from the beginning. Please stay away from this frog. But it has recently joined the extravagant team and its name is Pepe the Frog and it's currently on sale and people are buying them. And I really hope you don't get yours. Many investors have actually fallen under the charm, but behind the love affair, it has been a the, the coin was put together for pure financial motive. At the time of writing this this morning, the token was on a 64% rise over the last 24 hours, 650% uptick in a week, and the market cap was around 700 million. Are you kidding me, ladies and gentlemen? It has made it to the third largest meme coin in cryptocurrency history, only ranking behind Dogecoin and Shiba Inu, but recently overtook the trading volumes and so Pepe's ownership data is actually very worrisome at the top of the hundred richest Pepe 
or Pepe, however you say it, the addresses were 45% well controlled. And so we talked about what a well is in the cryptocurrency space. That's someone who holds a massive amount of a certain coin. And 45% of these coins, ladies and gentlemen, are held by certain individuals that are pumping it up, hoping that you'll buy it so then they can run with all the money. And they're doing a really good job. And hopefully our community is not getting caught up in this. But the question on everyone's lips is what the world is Pepe and why is it skyrocketing and having success per its official Twitter account? And you can go to Twitter and there is a big cryptocurrency Twitter community. Uh, it is the most memeable meme coin in existence. I don't know, but I'm going to say I don't think uh, in this sense that this is one of the situations where every dog is going to have their day. But a clear reference to Elon Musk's ability to pump up Dogecoin, which was his protege. Again, he got on social media, got on Twitter, talked about how fantastic it was and how you're going to be able to go to the moon with Dogecoin. Who cares, right? But some people do and they lost a whole lot of money trying to make sure they had the coin in their wallet that was going to send them to the moon. In my opinion, that was really silly. And we've got Pepe coming up right now. So Pepe, ladies and gentlemen, Pepe, Pepe, P-E-P-E is a meme coin with no intrinsic value or expectation of financial return. There is no formal team or roadmap. Remember, I shared with each and every one of you that you should be going to look for a white paper which tells you what the coin does, why it's in existence and what it seeks to do. Pepe does does none of that. Stay away from it. The coin is completely useless and for entertainment purposes only. Sounds like a plan. In reality, the coin's website features an unclear roadmap with ambitions for partnerships, token gated groups, just different types of exchanges and some sort of Pepe Academy. Ladies and gentlemen, it is a joke, just like Dogecoin was a joke. And what I do not want is for our community to get money out of their homes or take their last money from work to think that this coin is going to continue going up because it's not. The growth is backed by somebody who is a big thinker and possibly um, trying to get you to get involved in their altcoin. Remember, an altcoin is anything other than Bitcoin. And a lot of these investors are hoping that they're going to be able to play their hand in this casino and make themselves win. But you know they're better than you. And they stay up late at night. Wake up early in the morning. To figure out how to extract your funds. So some might believe that PayPay symbolizes. Crypto being a giant casino. And I really. I do. 
I think this is exactly what this is. With Crazy Coins successively joining the gambling game, generating three, sometimes four digit returns before being left in the shadow of history. And I hope, ladies and gentlemen, it's not you. If I'm trying to make it sound bad, I definitely am. So I want you to be careful because these individuals may disappear with your money that will and you'll be stuck with the coin that will bring you no value. Few others could be here for the stay. And I'm hoping that, again, our community gets the, the memo. After all, why should money be limited to being a cold item with no emotional appeal? Well, I'm just I'm joking. We do not need to have PayPay in our portfolio at all. Um, you don't need a sense of belonging. You don't need to feel like you're buying something rare. It is not rare. It is a meme coin. And if they're still alive in 10 years, I'll buy your pay, buy you some pay pays, but I don't think they're going to be around 10 years at all. So I just wanted to share that because I want to make sure that our community is aware that this is a critical time. We don't have time or energy or money to lose in this world today. We are in a serious situation and we need to treat it as such. So please, ladies and gentlemen, stay away from Pepe and their coin. When we come forward, we will jump into our market update and we'll have a short conversation on a couple of other things that are going on in the space. This is KBLA Talk 1580. New money, new money. We've got you covered. Keep it locked to the midday money chain on KBLA Talk 1580. Now, now let's get back to ahead of the crypto curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580. All right, welcome forward. Welcome forward. We are getting into our market update right now. Bitcoin right now is all green all the way across. It is trading at $29,540 and it is up in the last hour 0.13% in the last 24 hours, 2.35% in the last seven days, 0.72%. And Ethereum is trading at 1,992. It is up in the last hour, 0.36%. In the last 24 hours, 6.17%. And in the last seven days, 5.10%. And so, ladies and gentlemen, as I look down, I'm not going to talk about any of these other coins. But I will tell you that some of them are not faring as well as we are doing in Bitcoin right now, this very second. And as you all know, Bitcoin and every other altcoin out there is volatile. And so the price changes every second. It trades 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And you need to make sure that you are very clear that the remedy that I am utilizing to get rid of some of the volatility is to do daily dollar cost averaging. Now, my daily cost averaging consists of me not going to Starbucks to buy my tea. I make my tea at home, thereby saving myself approximately $6 a day. 
Now, sometimes I have to buy my tea because I haven't made enough time to to go and make my tea. But for the most part, six dollars a day is all I am investing into Bitcoin, into my personal portfolio, six dollars a day. And I always say DCA dollar cost average. So the saying is a DCA a day keeps poverty away. And so that is my goal, not necessarily for me, but for my children, my children's children and my children's children's children. And we talked about this a couple of months ago because our fabulous Bible states that a, a, a fabulous man leaves an inheritance uh, to his children's children <laughs> and it's to be debated if it's supposed to be your children or your children's children but you know what the good book says so it says children's children so your children may be uh, out of luck but but anyway ladies and gentlemen we are stacking satoshis for each and every one of our future children's children and um, I am hoping that you are doing the same and so as I'm looking at some of the things that are going on in this cryptocurrency space, which happens to be a lot, and we'll probably break down some things um, tomorrow that will help you understand what's going on in the cryptocurrency space. There are a couple of events coming up and people are asking me, am I going to be at Bitcoin 2023? I have never missed a Bitcoin conference since 2017. And ladies and gentlemen, this is the first year I will not be attending. And it's not that I'm not attending because I just don't want to go. I really need to focus on my community and the people in my community that need it the most are not at that conference. So me taking the stage and constantly talking to a group of people that already have it together. I've just decided I wasn't going to do it this year. I'm taking a sabbatical from taking the stage you know, be it good, be it bad. I, I just feel like, you know, they're pat they're patronizing me by saying, you know, she does these things for social good in her community and her, you know, I, I don't even want to hear it anymore. I don't want to talk about social justice and all of those things. I want to be the change that I want to see instead of just talking to a group of people that cannot help us do what we need to do either way so with that being stated i will not be at bitcoin 2023 next week but if you are going have fun and really understand that um you know my miami specifically the uh, area of miami that they have now gentrified <laughs> is where the conference is being held and just being able to use our own lyric theater in our own community is a challenge and last year i got frustrated with that too with the bitcoin at the bitcoin conference and so we just got to know, you know, um, we got to stay steady, ladies and gentlemen, those individuals at the Bitcoin conferences that are sitting in their seat trading hundreds of thousands of dollars. That can be us, too, if we do the right thing right now or if you just pretty much emulate what Naja Roberts is doing. I am not 
a financial advisor providing financial advice and I am not saying to you that you are going to gain anything from your investing in Bitcoin or cryptocurrency but I intend to do so so with that ladies and gentlemen when we come forward we will talk about a couple of events that you can absolutely benefit from some things that I would like for you to share with your friends and family because we have a couple of events coming up this month that you need to be involved in and you need to be thinking about and today because it's Friday I'm going to add one thing that I'm doing towards self-sovereignty and you'll hear about that in a few minutes when we come forward this is KBLA Talk 1580 You're linked to the Midday Money Chain with Lynn Richardson and Naja Roberts exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580 Gotta stay fresh, ma, ma. Have you visited us online for the grand opening of KBLA.store? For the best in new merch, gift ideas, books, media, and more, log on to KBLA.store. Be sure to check out our KBLA team favorites at KBLA.store today. That's KBLA.store for all the official merch on your favorite talk radio station. KBLA Talk 1580. This is KBLA Talk 1580, where everybody is somebody and nobody is a stranger. You belong here. All right. Welcome forward. Welcome forward. So, ladies and gentlemen, I tell you that I sit in some of these social media platforms, not as myself, uh, but just to figure out what the general sentiment is and what we need to be doing as a community. And one of the biggest things that I've been seeing lately is our ability to actually access the Internet. If there is something to go on with our money and if we switch to digital money and all these different things. And so I've always known about this thing called Starlink. And um, I had actually ordered one last year from um, SpaceX where you can get your own Internet and your Internet is connected through uh, their system. And it's not like. Spectrum or Time Warner or anything like that. And there's been a lot of talk lately in these social media chats about self-sovereignty, making sure, of course, that we have self-sovereign money, which we talk about Bitcoin, talk about self-sovereign food, meaning we can go in our backyard and eat if it comes down to that. But also being able to get on the um being able to get on the internet when we need to. And I think that this may be something that, you know, we all will be able to benefit from. And so I just took a look at it and it was something again that has come up for the second time with me and I just decided to go ahead and order it and so that is another step that I am taking towards self-sovereignty just making sure that I can travel with this thing and always have access to the internet if and when I need it in the event that we're told you know we can't go on it or whatever whatever it is so I just wanted to put that out there for the day people are always asking me what I'm doing in the self-sovereignty space and so uh, my Starlink is one of those individual things that I am doing as well but ladies and gentlemen I wanted to also share that we are having a crypto essentials I would like to ask each and every one of you to tell your friends and family to join the class 
class on May 27th for crypto essentials so they can start learning what Bitcoin is, where it came from, how it came about, who created it. Why is it important that we have it as a community? Again, this is just the beginnings. This is the essentials. And that's May 27th. And then we're having a ledger in me. One, two, three, four. So for those of you who have purchased your ledger, you're ready to get it where you can put your Bitcoin or your cryptocurrency on it, where it is offline 100%. Your ledger and me, one, two, three, is going to be May the 28th. Yes, it's on a Sunday. I wanted to make sure that we get these done in this month. And I've got a lot going on, as you all heard earlier this week. I am on a mission right now. I've got a lot on my plate, but I want to make sure that I serve my community in the best way possible. And it's always about educating. And so uh, we're going to do that. So, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank each and every one of you for rocking with me here today on Ahead of Crypto Curve, where we are creating Satoshi Millionaires, one family at a time, one day at a time, one Bitcoin at a time, one Satoshi at a time. And we're making way for the D.L. Hughley Show. This is KBLA Talk 1580. You're listening to Nadja Robinson ahead of the crypto curve. Please follow her on all social media platforms at Nadja Roberts. No underscores, no dots, no numbers, just Nadja Roberts. Let's close the wealth gap. It's our turn. Learn or get left behind. Create your own economy. Let's get ahead of the crypto curve. KBLA 1580 Santa Monica.